of it is really deciding who you want to be. Do I want to be the person who backs down or do I want to be the person who inspires others? Mm. And after I went, a couple of people came up to me and they said, you know, I wasn't sure if I was going to do it, but I saw you and you did it and you were laughing and I just did it. So at that moment, I am always hyper aware that everything I say and everything I do has some kind of an impact on other people around me. So I think actually- Blessed love and respect, champion. What's the worst that you've ever had? Mines was waking up one day realizing that I had so much to offer the world. But because of the lack of time, poor energy, and a shitty focus, I failed to do so. Sounds familiar? Hopefully this isn't you. But can I tell you a secret? If you're not practicing these secrets, you'll be in the same position as I was. I want to share with you what I've been learning about the world's most accomplished and influential leaders so that you can become better at mastering your mind, body, and ability to be more productive and persuasive. I realize that no one is telling the real story of leadership, where there's more downs than there is ups. And this podcast is for creative, high-impact leaders who would like to achieve their highest level of performance so that we can 10x the positive impact we are making in the world. Together, let us make leadership sexy by leveling up into our highest performing self, mastering all six secrets of the world's highest performing leaders. But the real question is, how do we do it? Join me on a journey to self-mastery as I share with you the stories of the world's highest performing leaders to help you live a more purposeful and fulfilled life. This is Dina Delplesh, your high performance coach, and it's time to level up. That's a love and respect champion. Now, welcome to a wonderful episode. And today we'll be leveling up with Alicia Lee Asp. Okay. And just to give you a quick introduction of who Alicia Lee Asp is, she is the creator and founder of the Soul Well Creative Wellness Studio, as well as an international creative coach and consultant, an award winning entrepreneur, and a national award winning art educator. Now, I just want to say welcome, welcome, Alicia, and I hope that you're having a wonderful day. And before I ask the first question, I understand that you, you are packed with courage. You know, Trot, listening to your story and how you started from ninth grade, you decided who you wanted to be and what you wanted to be, yes. and you, you became that. Yeah, after becoming that, things went haywire, and you went full feet into becoming an entrepreneur. After doing that, Things went haywire. Then you you travel across the entire world and end yes. up in, in the east, you know, and, yeah. and taking over an entire school. Yeah. Things went haywire again, and that pushed you all the way to China, you know, doing more or less the same thing that you have done, you know, teaching, creating, inspiring, and now creating your own business here in Shanghai. Now, this this get me curious. Where did this journey of Moving from becoming an art teacher and becoming an entrepreneur began. Where did that begin? I think it it happened while I was teaching. Uh, There was a lot of frustration that I had teaching as a public school teacher in the U.S. And I saw that there was a lot of things that were not great in the school system. And I really felt a calling to create. And as an artist, because I was an art teacher, 
you always have this as an artist you want to create and mm. entrepreneurship is really an art because you're creating yeah. something and so i saw that but then the biggest moment uh, was i had won a national award for teaching and i went to the conference uh, the national art education association conference got my award and i came back and there was this sign out front of our school and it said congratulations miss asp on your national award and it was really cool went to my room worked principal called me in same day i got back mm. and i was sitting here her desk was here she was there and the window behind her i could see the sign as she told me that my department was going to get cut Ooh. by by a half position even though we had worked for five like four or five years six four years oh, wow. to become one of the best departments and it was under i was the leader so one of the people who was working in my team was going to have to get another job mm. and and she was a single mother so that oh, wow. really upset me mm. and i saw this and this was at the time of the no child left behind and at this time arts and arts education was getting cut all over the place and i was already learning a little bit about entrepreneurship and then mm. i it just hit me i'm like well if they're going to take the art out of the schools i'm just going to find another way to get it to people mm. simple enough and so i opened up my own art studio school and i made it k through adult and uh i even had my own metal smithing studio we had a oh, painting wow. studio a drawing studio a craft studio we sold jewelry we had like the full gallery experience and i helped mm. represent artists and help them with their business and uh i won an award for for that entrepreneurship as well uh from my mm. college because uh, awesome. i did well because i had a creative entrepreneurship certificate and that's that's really where it started and i did that for for 6 years full time while i worked full time because 2 months after i opened the uh financial crisis in the us hit Ooh. literally <laughs> literally like literally Ooh. like stocks and everything just plummeted like 2 months after yeah. i opened we oh, still wow. managed to do okay we managed to pretty much you know break even or go a little bit over for most of the time and it and it was good even while working two full time jobs but uh it taught me a lot and i was able to help a lot of people which was my whole intent so it did what that's, it was that's, supposed to do that's really that's really crazy like i can imagine most people in a situation like that would have eat up break a run yeah so so my my question is and i'm really really curious as i know that you know most leaders who have a drive like yours there's something that is really driving them so what is that catalyst that that was driving you at that time you know the the market is crashing literally yeah and you know your school there's like no sign that anything good is going to come out of this like what what was driving you then think that you have to be stubborn. <laughs> I think you have to be stubborn. Like really, uh I think when you come to a point where you have an idea and you know you're going to invest in it mm. and you have done everything you can to make sure that you have done something that's a wise decision and you've already invested, then you need to stick it through. Mm. You have to say, "Okay, I'm going to be stubborn. I'm going to make this work." and have the confidence to know that you can. And for me, I don't accept defeat very easily. Uh that is if it if it has to happen, it happens. But I'm going to I'm going to at the end of the day know that I did everything I can 
before I'm going to give up in almost anything in my life. So I think that that's part of it. You just have to have some type of grit and determination that says, I'm going to give it my all. But you also have to have that little part of yourself that's compassionate enough to say, you're going to do your best. Mm. And that's enough. That's yeah. powerful. That's 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 powerful. In 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 my head, you know, I'm, I'm hearing the how to say, you know, we have this two voice in our head. There's the positive side that is telling you, oh, you can do this. Then there's my negative side is saying, oh, easier said than done, Alicia. Easier said than done. So what, right now, the question is like internally, when when you're there, you know, that that stubborn Alicia. When you're there, what is happening internally? that no one else knows or is seeing? What, tell me what's going on inside. You definitely have moments where you, you think you, could, you might want to give up. Um, and I had many moments throughout both entrepreneurial journeys where I'm like, you know, did I make the right choice? Did I not? But, you know, I think, I think it's like when I went bungee jumping for the first and only time. Mm. And it wasn't, wasn't actually that long ago. I was the oldest person on the platform. I'm not going to lie. And I went for it and there was like 30 people. This was in Korea. And we jumped off of, I think it was like 300 meters over water oh, and it wow. was over water. And they gave us the option. The first thing they did was they, I, first of all, I knew I was going on this. I invested the money. I'm like, I'm going mm. on this because I want to experience it. It's on my bucket list. So the first mm. thing is you have the dream, then you're like, I'm going to do this. And then you have to commit to yourself. Right. And then I said, okay, I'm doing it. I went with my friend who was like a very young um, PE teacher. She ended up not doing it. She couldn't do it, Ooh. but we, we, you had a, a harness that could go around your midsection mm. or a harness that went around your feet. Now they didn't show <laughs> this to you ahead of time, but they told you you had oh, to make my. a choice. Oh, wow. So of course, which one did I choose? I chose the one around my feet. And I was one of only three people <laughs> who did that, by the way. You're daredevil, Alicia. You're daredevil. <laughs> and then as they strapped it around my feet, right? And this is just like entrepreneurship. This is just because mm. once you get in it, then there's stuff that you don't realize. And you're like, oh, I have these choices. Am I going to take mm. the risk and really get the, the maximum experience? Or am I going to mm. do the other? I went for the maximum experience. Then I go to get the harness on. And I'm not kidding you. It was Velcro and a buckle. <laughs> so, so I got this harness and I was like, oh my gosh. But I already committed. I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to have faith and I'm mm. going to do this, right? Yeah. So I got up there and i was they're like who wants to go on the first round and i'm like you know what if i'm gonna do it why wait so i just went and we're up on the platform and they said who wants to go and three of us raised our hands because i'm like if i'm gonna do it it doesn't matter when i do it might as well do it now yeah, right yeah, yeah. so i was second but i was the first person who went with the thing on the feet so i get up to the platform and i'm standing there and it's the first time that you're standing at the edge looking down. Again, like entrepreneurship. Now you're making the leap. Mm. And now right at that precipice, you see all the stuff you're gonna have to work through to, to get there. And I stood at the edge and I was like, oh, that's pretty far down. And the guy <laughs> was doing like, the guy was doing like one, two, three, right? 
and you, he's not allowed to push, right? So you got to do it yourself. Mm. So I'm up there. I'm strapped with my Velcro, standing on the edge. And he says, one. And in that second, inside my brain, part of me was like, you don't have to do this. Why are you doing this? This is insane. You, you could die. This could happen. You, this is elective, Alicia. You don't have to do this. Like, you're paid to do this. You, can, you don't have to. And in that moment, the other side of me was like, you're going to talk yourself out of this. Uh-uh. No way. You committed to this. You're doing it. He said two, and I jumped. Oh, wow. So, and not only did I jump, I swan dived. And all, the kids, all the kids who were younger than me were like, you did it in style. Like, I actually <laughs> dove, right? And it was awesome. And the best part of that experience wasn't even the thrill of the, the, the fall. The, the best part of it was knowing that when I had to do that choice, mm. I had it within me to do it. And I think that entrepreneurship is like that. And what that inner voice, those two things are, is you have to cultivate that strong voice inside of yourself that trusts that your idea, your creativity, and your intuition was right. Mm. Mm. And then you have to trust the universe or whatever you believe in is going to make sure that everything goes the way it's supposed to go. And if uh, you have those two things intact, it's fine. Even now with this lockdown, we're going to develop different programs and we're going to go online earlier than we thought, you know, apparently it's happening for a reason. Yeah. You just do what you got to do. Yeah. And I, I love, I like, as you, as you were sharing that story, I can literally feel the tension in my body, you know, standing at the end of that <laughs> cliff and having to make that jump, like literally right now, I think if I could sweat, my palms would have been sweaty. And I, I love the fact that you, you said to, you know, cultivate that voice in you, you know, there's, there's two voices. And I can remember this one time, my, my grandma shared this story with me. I can remember this, this day, I, I, I didn't want to help her in the backyard. And she was there. I was a bit, I think I was even crying and I was really young. And I can remember the first time she told me about this story about these two wolves inside of me. Yeah, there's this good wolf, you know, who would try to help you. He's really strong, kind and loving, would help granny, you know. And then there's this bad wolf who would say all the dirty words and want to hit his little brother and do all these bad things. And I was asking her which of these wolf, you know, would win. And then she told me the one that I feed. At that age, I didn't know what she mean, but she was trying to convince me mm. to help her. And as I get old, I realized that, yeah these wolves are similar to those two voices that you just mentioned. So my big, yeah, my yeah. big question to you, Alicia, how, how do you cultivate, you know, that, that voice, that, that voice that makes you jump before tree. Yeah. That voice that gives you this tremendous amount of courage to step through fear the way you do. Like, how do you do that? I think part of it is really, deciding who you want to be mm. do I want to be the person who backs down or do I want to be the person who inspires others mm. and after I went a couple of people came up to me and they said you know I wasn't sure if I was going to do it but I saw you and you did it and you were laughing and I just did it so at that moment I am always hyper aware that mm. everything I say and everything I do has some kind of an impact 
on other people around me. Now, if you're listening to this show, I believe it's because you are ready to take your performance to another level. And that is why I've created this show as a program in my high performance leader coaching ecosystem to help you master these high performance habits with accountability, structure, and guidance from me as your coach. And it is free for you today as my listener. Join my high performance leader coaching ecosystem right now. Go to levelupwithdino.com. Again, go to levelupwithdino.com. And Dino is spelled D-E-A-N-O. And if you're listening to this in China, you're watching an episode on YouTube, just click the link in the description below. And remember, it is time for you to level up. So I think actually the biggest motivator for me is how do I want to impact? So when I have my business, even now, even the things now, yeah, I could quit, could close, could move back home, all that stuff. But imagine if it's a success. Imagine how many people are going to be inspired by that. Imagine how many people that center is going to help. Imagine how many coaches it's going to help when they actually come on board and they're working together. And I think about that. And I think the way to feed the wolf is to always give it more motivation. So I'm constantly saying to myself, this is why, this is why, this is why. Mm. And then it, then it works. So for me, I was like, I have a bucket list. I want to make sure that I've done something. I want to know that I can work through my fear. And I had tons of reasons in my head why I needed to jump off of that platform. Mm. And at the end of the day, that's what got me through it. Mm. Awesome. Amazing. Amazing. And I know most of our listeners are, you know, leaders who want to make that step into entrepreneurship, want to start their own coaching practice, want to become a consultant, want to inspire others doing what they love. Yeah. And maybe get out from that corporate space. What is the greatest advice you'll give to someone, you know, who want to move away from their nine to five job and stepping into coaching or any, any part of entrepreneurship? I would say if you're looking at making the change, the, the things I would do is to make a list of your whys. Personally, why do you want to do it? Professionally, why do you want to do it? Globally, why do you want to do it? Because when things get tough, that list is what's going to keep propelling you on. Hmm. The second thing I would say is the best way to get yourself out of this whole imposter syndrome, worried that you're not enough, all of that, is to have some strategy and have that listed down. So having your resume ready, having your trainings that you wanna have. I mean, not to the point where you keep doing it and you never do anything, but you have to actually have some plan and work towards being an expert. The other thing, if you read things like by Seth Godin, he's marketing, you know, God, uh, you look at stuff he says, and he talks about whatever you're trying to do, you want to be the best in the world. Otherwise, why? Why bother? Mm. So it doesn't mean that you have to compete with everybody. It means that you have to be creative enough to create your own thing to be the best at that. So once you have that and you know you're working towards that and your why is in place it's super easy mm, powerful 
powerful one. I love, I love that you said a list, you know, get your list of whys. She literally mean get your pen and your paper and write them literally. down. Yeah, literally. <laughs> yes. And you can go and honestly, if you want my organization, I would make a table and I would actually have personal, I would uh -huh. have professional, I would uh -huh. have global. And then I would have the reasons that go in yeah. each of those columns and yeah, yeah, and really get it down there and even make it visual. If you can make it visual, yeah, have photos or, or things like that. That's wow. even better. Wonderful. It's even more powerful. Wonderful. Yeah. Wonderful. Wonderful. And let me, let me ask you this magical question. Let's say we had a time machine, right? The universe send us a time machine and we can step in. And we went back to that, that point where you were a teacher and you were transitioning to being an entrepreneur and you went through that entire process, what would you do differently? Yeah, what would you do differently? I, if I went back, I would definitely tell myself to focus on getting one part of my business really solid first and finding a way to either outsource or get more help in the back end systems. Mm. Because as a creative person, as a lot of entrepreneurs are, when it comes to a lot of the things like the bookkeeping and, and that kind of stuff, it, it's not my thing. Mm. And my business, my first business suffered a lot from that. So when I went into this business, I told my, well, my first business I do myself, but my second business, my center, um, here in China, um, I told my business partner, I said, listen, I want to deal with this, this, and this. I'm not good <laughs> at it. I don't want to do it. It's not my thing. We need somebody else to do it. And so we hired people to do it. And that makes it a lot easier. So I review contracts. I review payroll. I review things. But I'm not the one who's creating all of that now. And that frees up me to do the things that I am better at and that I love to do. And then that passion makes the business better. Oh, wow. That's, that's gold. And that's a million dollar advice right there. If you're listening and you got that, you better send some money to Alicia right now. <laughs> and and you said, <laughs> and, and now I'm really curious. Now I'm taking notes as well. I'm really curious. You said one part of your business, right. That you focus on and really lock in which part, what do you wow. focus on specifically? That, that's, that's me being curious. So you guys can take, the, take, take it as well. Go ahead. Well, see, my first business, I had an art school and it was a studio. It was zoned as a private school and I was able to sell things. So I ran as a gallery, a store. I, I did hustler. tutoring. Hustler, hustler. I did classes. Yeah, I did classes and I did them in crafts and all kinds of other things. I did all of that at the same time. Looking, and I was also an agent and helping coach, like helping the artist to become more professional and up level. And I think if I were to go back, the hard thing was the best part, the most lucrative part of that job was teaching the little kids. Mm. But it wasn't really what I love to do as much. Mm. <laughs> But yeah. I love teaching art and I really love those kids, but I, I would have, I would have done something a little differently there. Two things is I would have done more with my social media and marketing. 
I think that's a big thing. And I would have probably focused more on the classes first and then mm. worried about the selling in the gallery and stuff like that later. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, powerful, powerful, powerful advice as well. Okay, you know, the marketing, which is how you attract people in and the class itself, which is what keeps the people in. So that, that, that but is important. But you should know, this, it was an entire house, the entire house, piece of property, right next to a school, mm. bought the thing. So I had the mortgage, I paid all the bills, all of that. And it managed to keep itself pretty much afloat, even during the mm. times. And in the six years I had that business, I never spent more than $2,000 on marketing total Oh wow! for the whole six years. So wow. everything I did was organic, word of mouth, mm. Um, mm. everything. If I would have done more stuff on Facebook and social media and really had a more consistent presence there, I think it would have grown even faster. Mm. Yeah. yeah, most definitely. Most definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And, and let me ask you this. What are some resources and tools that you have currently that makes your, your things easier for you? That makes life easier for you, sorry. Uh, right now we're using Microsoft Teams. And mm. for me and China, that works really well. Uh, I find that to be really good help. It keeps all of our documents together. We're able to talk. We still use Zoom uh, because there's a lot more stuff that we can use. So I would say that tool is very important as well. Uh, I use WeChat here in China and mm. really I use that a lot. I think I'm very well known on that on that platform now because <laughs> yeah, yeah, of how yeah. much I use it. But I, I think that that's very valuable because that's mm. what I've had. Uh, the the other thing I would say in this is you can spend a lot of time finding tools, and there's lots of different tools out there. I tried to find a project management tool for so many hours that I will never get back in my life, and I didn't really find anything that I liked that was mm. what I needed. So I created my own. Ooh, so dope. the other thing is, yeah, it, I mean, it's just a spreadsheet kind of like agenda process, but it's a process and my team likes it. The other yeah. thing is I had to do that because my team is Chinese in Hong Kong and they, they're normally not used to the more fancy kind of platforms. And they usually don't want to take the time to learn a new platform mm. and they love mm. Excel and they know Excel. So yeah. by making that and hybriding it. So what I would tell people, and this is what I've told my team is from now on, if we do anything more than twice, I want a typed and visual procedure mm. every time. Because every time we do it, then we have a checklist to make sure that we're not making mistakes because the mistakes take us a lot more time to fix than just mm. doing it right in the first place. And this goes for payroll. This goes for uh, posting stuff on events. So that's what we have. So on the back end now, we have so many procedures and things, but it makes it easy because then somebody's like, okay, I need to do this. And I'm like, there's a checklist. Just make mm. sure you do everything and we're good. Mm. Awesome. Awesome. Back to the list yep. again. Yeah. If, if you guys pay attention to the words, you know, see what our secret weapons are. Yeah. <laughs> and, and let me ask you this. What are some yeah. of your favorite books that you would recommend to the listeners especially around creativity leadership and entrepreneurship what are some of your favorites personally ah, creativity one of the ones that i just read recently that i love is austin cleon he wrote this book um never give up 
that's what it's called. And I really appreciate his work. Uh, and that gave some interesting insights because it's creativity and entrepreneurship rolled into oh, one. Wow. Wonderful. Uh, I just finished The Dip by Seth Godin. Mm. I think that that's really good. That's about what, when to know when to quit and when to know how to get through the dip when things go mm. rough, <laughs> which most climate. of us here are in. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah, yeah. That's why yeah. I'm reading it. Uh, <laughs> if you want, yeah, it's a thing. Um, creativity, if you read anything by Eric Maisel, he was the founder of Creativity Coaching, and I actually took classes with him for my creative coaching. And he has done over 30 books in his lifetime. Anything by him about creativity is fantastic. If you want something that's an easier read than Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert, I would say is very strong. And it gives you some different ways to look at creative work and the, the way that we work creatively uh, in, in a very more magical and yet logical way at the same time. But that's what mm. she does all the time in her books. Oh, wow. Wow. Thank you. Thank you for, for sharing those. Personally, would mm -hmm. take a look at, at those artists. And let me ask you this. What is a question that I haven't asked that you think everyone needs to know the answer to? What motivates you? Mm. But really, honestly motivates you. You gotta be mm. honest with yourself. What really motivates you? when it really comes down to it if you answer that question you can pretty much get your mind to do whatever you need it to do because you can motivate oh, wow. yourself oh wow. that's powerful wow and it's so funny when i asked the question i was like what question is she gonna ask and when you ask it it really hit me here to be honest and if i must say i really hope that that question hit whoever's listening yeah because that's a powerful you think question about you think about the great leaders in history, and I've studied them. I actually studied mm. them when I was a kid. I felt a calling to help people when mm. I got my first calling when I was under five, to be honest. Mm. Cool. And I started studying all the leaders. You know, I've studied Gandhi and Martin Luther King Jr. and, and Mother Teresa, and I've read books and studied them. And when it all comes down to it, they were all motivated. They, were, mm. they had a passion. That motivation is your passion. And mm. then once you have that, you know, that's that's what keeps me going at the end of the day, right? Yeah. Passion. Yeah, that's that's where the fire lies. Yeah. That's where the, the flame is. Well, Alicia, really, yeah. really appreciate the wisdom that you you brought and you shared. And it, it was fire. This session was was really fire. And so I'll ask <laughs> for those for those. <laughs> For those who would like to, you know, get in touch with you and to work with you and learn more about what you're up to, to steal some of that courageous spark that you just have flowing with you. If this was Jagan Balzi, I would have literally see that flame <laughs> of energy around me right now. So what, what, Tai Chi. <laughs> it's Tai Chi right to you. <laughs> Where can our listeners and viewers get in touch with Alicia? I think you can do WeChat if you have it. Um, and that is the same ID as 
pretty much my email, which is alishaleeasp at gmail.com. My WeChat idea, ID is alishaleeasp. And you can find me all over the place. I am the only Alicia Lee Asp in the world. <laughs> that's, so that's it's kind of <laughs> easy to find me all over the place. It's a thing. You Google yeah. yourself and you, you do the search and I actually am the only one. It's kind of a weird thing. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. And I'll, I'll leave all her information also in the description section wherever. So you can reach out, send an email, say thank you and send that, that money, as I mentioned, and then make sure I get the 10% here. <laughs> but thank you so much for your time, Alicia. And I really appreciate the work that you're doing and just appreciate the energy that you, you shared in this conversation. Thank you. Thank you so much, Dino. And I appreciate that you're helping to share wisdom with other people in this way as well. Bless the love and respect, champion. Now, this is your high performance coach here. And I want to thank you for showing up today. Not for me, but showing up for yourself. Because every episode of this show is designed to help you get one step closer in the direction of becoming an even higher performing leader. Living in and from your fullest potential in whatever you do for those you love and for those that you serve. And we are here to help you every step of the way. Now, if you're listening to this show, I believe it's because you are ready to take your performance to another level. And that is why I've created this show as a program in my high performance leader coaching ecosystem to help you master these high performance habits with accountability, structure and guidance from me as your coach. And it is free for you today as my listener. Join my high performance leader coaching ecosystem right now. Go to leveluppwithdino.com. Again, go to leveluppwithdino.com. And Dino is spelled D-E-A-N-O. And if you're listening to this in China, you're watching an episode on YouTube, just click the link in the description below. And remember, it is time for you to level up.